So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 255. For July 19th, 2020, my name is Nathan Reeton Spruth, and joining me this week, we have Andrew Oroa McFain. Uh, I'm here this time. Welcome. How are you feeling? You feeling better? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. So uh, before we get started into where we can find each other and all of that jazz, I would like to tell you a little story. Uh, so do you know, you know who Rogish Bard is? Yeah. Friend, friend of mine. Uh, I went and uh, she was furloughed on Friday. So just it's it's weird. Like the way that they're doing it is just one day a month they're letting giving her a day off, unpaid, of course. And so I was like, okay, on your furlough days, since I'm unemployed, I'm gonna go hang out with you. So I go up there, I hang out with her, and we order some food from a place in Salem called Casamigos. And I order a bunch of nachos, and she orders taquitos. And I eat about two-thirds of my nachos, or or three-fourths of my nachos. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot of nachos. I am full. Then about 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, no. I feel like I'm going to throw up. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to Rogish Bard. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go lay down on the futon real quick. So I lay down on the futon and I'm I'm laying there and I'm like, after a few more minutes, I start tasting stomach acid. Uh oh. And I was like, hmm. And so I walk into her bathroom and from her living room, if you keep the bathroom door open, you can see right into the bathroom. So I'm I'm sitting there by the toilet, like, hey, I don't know if I'm actually gonna throw up, but I might as well be sit uh, sitting here instead of out in the living room. And like a minute later, later, I projectile vomited five times. Jesus. My body immediately rejected that food. It was just like, no, I do not want this food in me. I don't know what it was that caused that to happen. I don't know if it was undercooked chicken. I don't know if it was one some of the vegetables that were in there, but my body immediately rejected all of those nachos. So I got to eat the nachos and not have any of the calories. So that was nice. Don't, don't, no. don't be bulimic. It's bad. It's bad for your teeth. <laughs> it's going to be like, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> that's, not, that's not good advice. So, so yeah, that was my Friday. That was a, a six or a three-hour drive up there and then vomiting. It was, it was good. Um, oh, and on top of that, I had forgotten my toothbrush and toothpaste. So I couldn't even brush my teeth after I threw up. I just had mouthwash that was available to me. So it was uh, all, all together. That wasn't pleasant, but hanging out with my friend Rogish Bard was. Now, uh, that little story aside, I want to ask you, where can we find you, Aroa? You got the row at that website. Got all them links. Um, and you're going to ask me, what have you played this week? And uh, the answer is a few things, actually. 
Um, oh, good. Oh, good. So I, uh, so the the new Super Hot game came out. Uh, um, you know, I love the VR game, and I hear the yeah. first game's really good. How's the new one? So I haven't played the new one yet because I bought a bundle with the first game in it because I've never played the original Super Hot. I played the like demo thingy that they did like as part of a game jam or something um so i i played through the first super hut and so on the one hand like i get why it was so cool at the time because like it was a genuinely unique new kind of way of doing a first person shooter like right. doing it as more of like a puzzle game um but at the same time, the game's two hours long, if that. That's the problem I had with the VR is that it was really it was really short. But and like with a VR really experience, though, like at least at the time that Superhot VR came out, uh, it was rare if there were any VR games that like really lasted for any length of time outside of something like Beat Saber, where like it just naturally can go on forever because that's just the nature of the game. Um, but like, so that I would expect that out of super hot VR. I did not realize that the original super hot, like, and I say two hours, but I bet that like, if you just sat down and played through it straight, you could probably beat that in, in 90 minutes or even so... an hour. I have that game, but I haven't played it. I have it on Epic Game Store because they gave it away for free. So, I I I will probably download that download that at some point and play it because it does look fun. But I think I think the VR game was more than two hours, or or I, or around that. Well, and also, the VR game has so much more to it in terms of like what you have to think about is going on um just again by the by the nature of the controls being way way more uh, like there's a lot more nuance involved in that as opposed to super hot where like you can look around and you can click and that's like it i was actually kind of disappointed though because it in the last like i guess you could say chapter uh it added another mechanic that would have i i was expecting was like going to open up this whole other way of playing the game uh and it kind of does and then the game ends and like i i i was just really surprised by that because i thought like oh man there are going to be abilities like i'm going to be able to do different stuff like wow this game's really starting to open up and then it ends and it's like go play challenge mode and i'm like i don't want to play challenge mode do they uh, did they include those abilities in episode 2 or uh, uh super hot 2 uh, that, or whatever uh, it's so, called so my my understanding i i only very vaguely know what it is i just know that, like i expected it to be good because the super hot developers are pretty good um but my understanding is it's a roguelite type experience, so it will last a lot longer. Again, like like before, we're just by the nature of the design of the game, 
it's gonna it's gonna stick around because it's infinitely replayable uh but it has like a loadout system and stuff uh, so yeah like there will probably be more of that sort of thing going on in in uh, super hot mind control delete that's cool uh did you play yeah. now you said you played a lot of games did you play what other games uh, did you play so i played death stranding um how, i've been how... playing that since it came out and how uh how is that i i've i've expressed my opinion that i don't think that i would like that game but how do you i i like many other people who do enjoy it fully understand why anyone would not enjoy it um it it, so i've how long have i played it i've played it for eight hours and i've hardly made any progress at all um but also like i really like how it's shaping up to play out um I almost want to say that I'm marginally worried that it's going to end up being too short, but I know that it's not. I know that there's going to be something that comes up part of the way through that's going to really throw me off, or it's just going to be one of those open world problems where I'm going to be like, nope, there's a side thing I got to do. I got to do that first. And it'll take me 20 hours to get through the game, if if, if not longer. But yes. um, I I like that it's... It has more in common with something like a uh, truck simulator than it does with like Metal Gear Solid. Um, and like, I, I get why people were so confused when it first came out because they were expecting, because Kojima, uh, they were expecting some kind of stealth action game, but. No, it's really more about like what's the best way to get from point A to point B. Okay, here we go. Gonna walk, gonna walk, and that's it. That's the game. Um, there are some stealth moments because there are just random encounters out in in the world, and like you, you'll come across BTS that will just fuck your shit up if you get too close to them, or you have the the mules. Uh, which are people who, in in one of the many, many social commentaries that this game goes through, uh, people who uh, had their jobs destroyed by automation uh, because they were delivery men, um, and they, they were replaced by drones, and so they went crazy. And now all they can do is want to deliver things so they will knock you out and steal your stuff so that they can go put it in a post box so that it can get delivered. That is amazingly stupid. (laughs) There's so much. That is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. (laughs) I, I love it. Like there's, there's so much that's like such fucking on the nose, like, social commentary and like attempts at trying to be symbolism but like at what point does it stop being symbolism and start just being signposting that's just like this is what this thing represents this is a metaphor like yeah uh (laughs) and it's so so does the baby talk to you uh as of yet no okay 
because I I would really like them to make a mod where it's just lines from baby Sinclair from dinosaurs <laughs> yelling at you the whole time. Well, if, uh, I, I have been I have been playing the PC release to uh to be clear. Well and, yes. Um you know I could definitely see that becoming a thing. I could I I would I would make that mod. I want to learn how to mod that game just so I could put that in there. Like mods mods will inevitably happen with this and they will probably be quite wacky. Yeah. I also just discovered that I I am one of 0.3% of players who got the achievement for delivering your first piece of lost cargo. Which means that like how many people Point three percent. Yeah, that is, like it's that's... it's always amazing to me the amount of achievements that you can get. Like and the <laughs> that like just seems super easy, but for some reason it's like oh you're within the one, top ten percent of this, and you're like why why uh, am so, I this person like. That that is a, a, an actually optional thing. So I get why, like it, it is a limited number of people. Point three percent is fucking insane because, like, you you essentially have to go out of your way to ignore the game telling you that hey, you can deliver these things and get get bonus stuff. But um, what doesn't make any sense to me is that it looks like 50% of people who bought this game haven't played it. I I could definitely see that, yes. Because I'm looking at some of these achievements, and, like, they're just progression achievements. Like, that's that's 100% all they are. And yeah. they're, like, 54%. <laughs> that's, that's amazingly bad. Um, let's... Anyway... What what's another game that you played? You said you played a lot, so. Oh, um, I did play a little bit of Ace of Seafood. You know what that is? Not even a little bit, no. So I'm not really sure what to call it in terms of a genre. Uh, I I guess it's like an action strategy third person shooter. Uh, so you you're a fish. Or some other form of sea life. Um, and you can become other forms of sea life. Uh, and you recruit other forms of sea life uh, by killing them and taking their DNA, which you can then go back and synthesize at any reef slash base um, to create clones that will fight for you. Uh, and you just go around and you're trying to take all of the reefs in the ocean. And there are little traces of there being a story of this being a post-humanism world where, like, humans have evolved to the point of becoming fish that can shoot lasers. And so, by the way, the combat is that you shoot lasers and, like, energy beams and missiles and stuff, uh, but you're a fish or a crab. Um, right. Uh, and like one of the most effective things I found so far is just having a bunch of crabs 
just come up on a motherfucker and and just constantly spam the close range uh machine gun that they have because they're crabs so they have that um it's very wacky but it's also like really satisfying so so i want yeah. I, I was just looking at something real quick and there is an achievement in Payday 2 called uh, No One Cared Who I Was. And it is literally the first achievement you get in the game. Oh, is it for putting uh, the mask on the first time? For putting the mask on the first time. And it has 86.1% achievement rate. So I so, guess Steam must count players as just anybody who owns the game. I would and imagine. so if if you like bought it in a bundle or something, then it counts you as a player. But that's still really weird to me that like you didn't even touch it like at all. You didn't throw on the mask just once. Yeah. And uh... and especially with Death Stranding, like that game just came out. Like, right. why'd you buy it and then you didn't even play it? Right. So, uh, did you play anything else? Um, World of Warcraft, obviously. I, I tuned in uh, for a minute. Yeah, I noticed. You came in and said, that's a lot of fire. And then you left. Uh, yeah. Which I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. Um, I haven't played it this week, but I did play last week a Hard Space Shipbreaker. Um... I would have played it more, but my motherboard shot crap and had to had to replace that. Um, oh no! Yeah, I like th that's the only thing it could possibly ended up being. Um, so I get it was a weird coincidence because uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker had an update, and after the update, uh, the game would just freeze after some length of time, and. Uh, it, it wasn't like the game itself was freezing. It was just like the viewport. Like I, I could still interact in the game, but what I was seeing was not being updated. So I was like, oh, this is obviously just like the update broke it. But then other games started having weird problems. Like WoW would just freeze anytime anything needed to load. Um, And I don't mean like going to a loading screen. I mean like... I'd walk 30 feet and like a bunch of geometry would have to stream in and the game would just freeze until that was done. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Like this is almost like a shader caching type thing, but how is this? What? It's fucking wow. Um, and so I was like, okay, I can't deal with this anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to see what I can figure out. And it turned out that I had, uh, a version of the BIOS for my motherboard that was maybe too new. Um, because it, uh, ASRock for some reason had BIOS updates. They were only recommended for a certain version of AMD processor and newer. And I somehow ended up with that. So I was like, okay, I'll just roll back to the older one. Maybe something, something funky is going on. Uh, so I did that. And it never turned on again. Um, like it would power up and I never even got to the, the post screen. And uh, I tried 
you know, clearing the CMOS and all that. Uh, absolutely nothing, nothing worked. Um, so yeah, I had to replace the motherboard. And then after that, everything's been fine. Well, like good. haven't had any issues other than I, I reinstalled windows. Uh, and that's like, you have a, you have a Ryzen, uh, computer now, right? Yeah. Okay. So you replaced it. Cause I was thinking like you were still on your 2600. I was like, Oh, you have to buy an old like X 79 motherboard. Ugh. No, no. It, uh, this is on my AMD one, but yeah, it was, it was just really weird. Like everything about that. Uh, I'm never buying an ASRock uh, motherboard again. Um, I think I have ASRock for my Intel build and then Asus for my my Ryzen build. Like everyone everyone has said that like ASRock is surprisingly solid considering how cheap they are. And I will agree with that to the point of like as long as nothing goes wrong, you're solid. But their software support is so abysmal. Um, and uh, from what I can tell their customer support as well, it, it is like everything about it is so trash that I just don't want to have to put up with that. So I got, uh, I got an Asus motherboard that, yeah, it ended up costing me $250, but I'm confident that I'm not going to have any issues with it. Yeah, so. I have, I, I have an ASRock, I believe for my Intel. And then yes, I have an Asus for my Ryzen build. I really like Asus. Yeah. They've been really solid for me, so I'll probably just stick with them in the future. Yeah, it, Asus and uh and Gigabyte are like my two go-tos. Uh MSI is is all right, but I haven't really had enough experience with their motherboards to uh to say much either way. Right. Uh, I only have one of their graphics cards. But... So did you did you do anything else? Or can, um, I, can I talk? I guess if you want to talk, you can talk. <laughs> uh, I know, I know we're, we're trying to fill time because we don't have much to talk about anyway. So I have a few stories today. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> so I, you can find me, Nathan Reeton Spruth, everywhere as Reeton. Find me on Twitter at Reeton, YouTube, ReetonEntertainment.com. Or I'm sorry, uh, youtube.com forward slash Reeton or uh, youtube.com forward slash Reeton Entertainment. Uh, Reetonentertainment.com is my website. You can find the podcast, Reeton Podcast, on any uh, podcast area that you want to look for, basically. Um, the games I played this week. Uh, of course, I played some, some Persona 5, or I'm sorry, Persona 4 Golden. And uh, I'm about, you, you know... When you're playing a game and you're like, man, I'm 45 hours in. I should be pretty close to the end. And then you look up the the time it takes to beat the game and people are like, ah, it's about 70 hours. And you're like, fuck. Uh, so I'm a little over halfway done with the game. And it's... Uh, hey, Rilla, why, don't, why don't you play JRPGs? Don't you, don't you like video games? Um... I don't know why you are using the same voice you use for the guy in uh in Ding and Rampa. But... <laughs> that's my that's my that's my sarcastic little internet bitch voice. That's um, a that's similar to the voice I put on everyone when I'm making fun of. <laughs> <Yeah. them. laughs> um 
But there are, like, okay, Persona is a very long RPG, but there are, like, 20-hour JRPGs out there that don't overstay their welcome. And I would I would argue that Persona actually doesn't overstay its welcome. It's it's still very solid, even though it's um it's very long. So shut up, you. Uh, what did I play on Monday? I didn't play. Oh, I played Hyperscape, which is a Ubisoft battle royale game. That's what I played on Monday, and it was all right. It's when did this come out? Monday. Oh. <laughs> uh I think it's in beta right now. Uh it's okay. It's like a mixture of um Apex Legends cuz cuz you have two different ways you can play. You can either do uh solo where you just drop down or you can play it with teams of 3, so very much like Apex Legends. Um it has a lot of verticality to it so you can climb um, you get like a double jump and you can climb buildings and stuff. So it's got that going for it. It's also got abilities that you can pick up as well as weapons. So you can pick up like a slam ability, which throws you like 40 feet in the air and you come slamming back into the ground. Um, it's okay, but it's a battle Royale game and I'm not really into those. Um, so and also we have to download you play to play this. Yes, you do. Yeah. That's another problem, huh? Uh, so it's not it's not great. It's okay. Um like any other battle royale game, it's it's solid for what it is and I'm sure people will have fun with it, but at this point I don't think it's good enough to take market share away from Fortnite, PUBG, uh COD, Call of Duty uh whatever, Warzone, Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, Apex Legends, like there are so many battle royale games right now that they're flooding the market. It's just like what with what happened with MOBA games ten years ago, almost now. It's where literally the same thing. Yeah, where you had League of Legends, and then you got Dota two, and then you got like DC Universe MOBA, which I bet you didn't even remember happened. Um, they no, had no wait. I might be thinking. Wasn't there a Marvel one as well? You're thinking Marvel Heroes, which wasn't a MOBA. It was a, uh, it was like a Diablo esque MMO, where you you got characters and you could play with those characters in like yeah, a Diablo esque thing, but it wasn't a MOBA. I did. I, I played that. I, I guess you're right. I don't think it was Marvel or... Heroes. Was it Marvel Heroes? It, it was Marvel something. Uh, but, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a MOBA. It had the same, uh, isometric view though. And then there, but there was like, uh, I think it was crisis, infinite crisis. It's what they called it. Uh, which was a DC one, which was not very good. So they, they just had so many of those come out and they're all, most of them failed where the only two remaining really are, well, three, they have, they have, uh, Dota. They have League of Legends and they have Smite, which Smite just got uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender skins. What? And yeah, yeah. It's... Oh, that's why that shit's all over fucking TikTok. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, that is sweet. And my friend uh, Rainbow 
she was like, oh, yeah, you have to pay for the skin. So I was like, ah, fuck, because <laughs> I don't want to pay for the skins. I was actually thinking, like, I was like, if I can get these for free, I will literally download Smite and play it just to get those skins, because those skins were sweet. But I'm not going to pay for it. That's one thing I like about Overwatch. While it does take you forever to get stuff that you want, you don't actually have to pay for stuff to get, like, skins and, and, and all that. You can just get the chests in-game and open them. So... While the, the loot box thing is annoying, at least you don't have to fucking pay money for it if you don't if you don't want to. Um see there was an there was actually a MOBA that came out on Steam recently. Was it Smite? No, it was not Smite. Uh new releases. Oh god. Oh, this is impossible. God damn it. Yeah, I don't think there's any way that I'm going to be able to find it because it's it's fucking Steam and there are new games released for it every 10 seconds. Uh, yeah, there was there was some MOBA came out on Steam recently and I was like, why? Why'd you do that? What yeah. Are you, what are you doing? Don't do that. Uh, and like, then, did I play any other games this week? No, I don't really. I think I only played Hyperscape. Oh, last night I did play uh, Unreal Tournament. I wait, played wait, wait, what? The the uh, not even like two thousand four Unreal Tournament, the one that Epic Games stopped working on. The one that I I downloaded that uh, whenever I first got the Epic Game Store launcher. Yeah, so and, I. And I was I like, have... well, that probably would have been all right. It, it's all right. I, I actually find it, it's okay. Uh, I'm I'm really bad at Twitch-based shooters like that. Um, but I have friends that play the game. And so after... Oh, wait, so, there are actually people who play it? Yeah. So I, I, I have a, a group of friends that play it. And so that's why I went into your stream. And I was planning on sitting there for a while. But then I noticed uh, my other friend was online playing that with uh, with another friend whose birthday it was yesterday. So I I switched over to um, Death Strike Virus's stream, and he's like, "Hey, come in!" And I was like, "Ah, oh, fine." And uh, I played Unreal. And one of the cool things is that if I want to, uh, my laptop can actually run Unreal Tournament. The that one, the Epic's, the the newer one, I guess they have. Um, my laptop can run that because my laptop's not great, uh, but it has like the equivalent of a GT seven seven fifty in it, seven fifty Ti, some somewhere around there. So I'm able to play Unreal Tournament while laying in my bed, which is pretty sweet. But uh, yeah, so that's why I hopped out of your stream early was because I went to go play Unreal Tournament. And it was okay. Uh, I I did find the MOBA. Uh, okay. It is called Fault. Uh, we it's from play some it? company I've never heard of before. No, because it's fifteen fucking dollars. You have to pay for it. Fuck that noise. And so it's it's because they make you buy, they make you buy the game right now, and then once it's fully released, it will be free to play. Uh, but that's assuming that it ever gets fully released because. 
I highly doubt that anyone is really playing this this garbage. Um, how, before you before you go on, how do you spell that? F A U L T. Sorry, I I I. It's not that I don't know how to spell things. It's just it, video no, games. No, it could have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I I was kind of uh like the the logo kind of reminds me of paragon and now that i'm watching the gameplay i feel like they just went guys paragon got canceled let's make paragon uh because that's what it looks like to me so so here's another thing i'm looking at this it's 15 dollars, so it's minus 25 percent, i guess for the the founders pack it looks like but in order to get there's a master's pack too, which is twenty four bucks. It's only four percent off. What? Oh it's, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> it's twenty. It's twenty five dollars, and it's a then dollar off. <laughs> it's one dollar off for twenty four bucks. It's great. It's great. Um, their recommended specs are sixteen gigs of RAM and a GTX nine eighty. That's uh. But their minimum are eight gigs of RAM. They didn't even. They just. They just went. Ah, I don't know. It does double the minimum. I'm looking yeah. at the. I'm looking at the graphics here. Um. It does not look like it requires 16 gigs of RAM. <laughs> or a GTX 980. Like, for graphics, like the actual, your 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 DRAM, isn't really gonna play into that a whole lot like well i know it, i know but 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 the it the, doesn't what matter I'm you're is, right yeah it, the it's, gtx it, 980 like that's a like even still the 980 is a pretty good card yeah like, so and also like weird this it, like it, the i don't know if you watched the any of the trailer but like no it it looks like Paragon. It looks like an Unreal Engine just game. Like it just it just reeks of Unreal Engine. Um, the so animations like... look like everyone like everyone's on their way to the toilet. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it is about these they're just, animations. They're just running, holding their butt. Um, yeah, everyone looks like they're just clinching as they're as they're trying to dash around. Like it just looks bad. So the top comment posted on July 17th says, feels like Paragon. Well, there you go. That's the entire review. Um, <laughs> what more do you really need? Yeah. So anyway, let's move on to some stories. Let's talk about some stories because we've kind of went off the deep end here for a minute. Uh, a this is Aroa's new smartphone is coming pretty soon. Uh, it is the Pine 64 got an update. Aren't you excited? And it got a docking station. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I like that. It, so let's, let's talk about it. The base version, this is from Ars Technica. It says the base version of the rundown new run of the Pine phones shares the same 149 price point and the same basic technical specs as the original developer edition. But there's also a new upgraded convergence package priced at $199. Before anyone gets too excited, we need to make some things clear. 
While attractively priced, they should be considered beta gadgets. They're not even beta gadgets at this point. They're alpha. Um, to experience and uh, experiment and play with, and there's a reason why I say it's alpha. And they are not yet fully functional phones. And in their current development status, they are unlikely to be anyone's full-time daily usage smartphone. The apps uh, don't all work yet, including making calls. So that's why I say it's alpha. Like, a beta product, theoretically, if you know what alpha and beta stands for, a beta product has everything working, uh, but there are a lot of bugs. So Beta is supposed to be feature complete. Exactly. This is not feature complete. This is an alpha product. If you can't make calls you on your phone, then it's not a fucking beta at this point let's be honest who calls anybody anymore no uh, one. uh my no mom? one makes calls no 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 my there are two people who call me uh i have a friend who lives in ohio who will get bored and give me a call when she's driving around and then there okay. and then my mom will call me and i answer the phone the same way for both of them i literally answer and say what uh <laughs> that's my greeting um, so anyway, let's talk about the convergence package of the phone. Uh, the specs of it go from two gigabytes of RAM to three gigabytes. Well, uh, not gigabytes, gigabytes, gigabytes. I'm sorry. I, I knew why are we small. specifying gigabytes? I don't know, but that, that's, you are it, correct. that's what they wrote. You are correct. They're gigabytes. Uh, the internal storage jumps from 16 gigabytes of eMMC to 32 gigabytes of eMMC. Uh, it has a USB-C dock, which did you do you see the, the USB-C dock? It looks not great. It's a dock, all right. <laughs> um, like, it has not, nothing special to it at all. Now, the dock can charge the phone as well as offering two USB 2 ports and a 100 megabyte bits per second ethernet port uh it also has an an hdmi out uh I love fucking, like kickstarter ass music that they have for this i'm not watching it but yeah i i could definitely like, see that like they're, 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 like it's like it's <laughs> he put the keyboard usb in backwards at first nice <laughs> just goofy <laughs> On the on the video showing it off, like can't you? This is what you do. Second takes for. Can't get the keyboard to plug in. There he goes. I <laughs> <laughs> had to speed it up because it's the the keyboard has a micro USB port, and he he like tried to plug it in. It didn't go. He had to flip it around. It still wasn't going in. He had to pick the keyboard up and try to get it to go in the right way. This is why you do multiple takes. <laughs> I know that, and I'm a terrible filmmaker. Um, so it so the US uh, UB ports maintains and continues to develop the Ubuntu Touch operating system. Um, there's a few operating systems. There's a looks like it's Post Market OS is another one that's a beta, and then they have Glowdroid, which is another one that's coming there. And it's this this is neat, but. I don't like 
the idea of having an alpha product for a phone that you're gonna buy for 200 bucks like if you're cool. going to even okay i think that this is cool and i think that having this technology is sweet but i would say release the product for 200 bucks make it feature complete before you sell it to people but also be like this is an open source phone you can do whatever you want with it so that's what they're well, that's what they're gonna do but they need to get it out there so that people like in the general populace like the 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 hackers and whatnot can get a hold of it and develop that initial software for it because like if, if they don't have some kind of developer base to begin with then no one's gonna buy it yeah. so it, this way they can sell it as a quote-unquote beta product uh and then as more features get finished on it and the developers who have bought this this alpha device can can help with with all that then then as time goes on people will actually be able to to buy this as a usable everyday phone like for 200 bucks that's nothing that's crazy good and i'm i'm curious about uh like what what would be really cool is if you could run like a cali style uh os on this like if yeah. if if the wi-fi chipset supports uh monitor mode then like that would be crazy good because you could just have a portable hacking device um i know the the nexus 4 nexus maybe it was the nexus 5 uh one of those is used by cali as a portable hacky device thing but it'd be nice to have something like this where you have even even more deeper control over everything especially with the hardware switches like yeah. I, I think it's a, i think it's a really cool device but it's obviously not it's not meant for normies in the first place because it's so like nerd focused but also like it, it's not even meant for us because we're not developers well yeah and and it's it's definitely not meant for normies, but because look at the specs. Like, you got two gigabytes or three giga gigabytes gigab. Why do you say that? Gigabytes. Gibby bibbies, uh, of RAM and then thirty-two gigs of storage. Like, that's not a lot. Uh, even for two hundred bucks, that's not a lot because you can get a. Like I saw my. Uh, Google Pixel 2 XL for a hundred bucks on Woot. Like, yeah. that's that's insane that you can get a phone that good for a hundred bucks. So I would I would like to see the storage increased. I, I'm assuming this has an SD card port somewhere. I I assume so. They didn't really give full specs on this. Yeah. So I'm uh I'm not sure. I, I assume it's the same as the old Pine sixty four, which I, I think has uh SD card slot in it. But yeah, I, I think could it would be have wrong. To. I yeah, I could be wrong. Uh let's see. Yeah, bootable uh, micro SD card. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the, okay. the picture there at the top too. It looks like there's a micro SD card slot right there underneath the battery. 
or right above I, the I went to the I went to the specs page. Oh, there, there's that as well. Uh, let's move on to the next story. This is just a silly story. Uh, not much to say here. Uh, do you like the Microsoft Flight Simulator games? Yes. No. Maybe. I, yeah, I, I think they're, I think they're cool. I you think know? that they are. I think they're neat. Um, cause if you're into that sort of thing, I'm not super into the the simulator games. Uh, I like. I like games that are kind of simulation based where you have a lot of choices like like let's say Star Citizen where you have like so much control over your ship and stuff or Elite Dangerous where you have a bunch of control. I like the idea of that. Uh but when you get to the flight simulator games where you literally have as many buttons as a normal pilot and if you mess up everyone <laughs> dies, that's a little bit stressful <laughs> when you get into it. But they're uh, in Europe releasing Flight Simulator and they're allowing you to buy it on DVD. Uh, two dual layer DVDs. So they're, uh, they're cutting the amount of DVDs you need in half. So Interesting. So you only need 10 DVDs. They only, it comes with a package of 10 DVDs to put your game on. And then you can, I presume, load it up. I remember when Titanfall came out, and I had to use three DVDs plus an update to get that working. Because I had Titan, I actually bought a physical copy of Titanfall. Kind of surprised that there even was an actual physical release of Titanfall, but I know, right? Um, this is interesting. Um, I. Uh, why why yeah like most games nowadays if you buy them physically for like steam or something like that like they're they're games that are on steam they don't even come with an install disc really or they'll come with an install disc and it will just be a thing that's like hey we linked your game to steam download it yeah Uh, and like especially because the new so like i would get this if it was trying to target the people who are longtime fans of flight simulator who don't actually play video games they only play flight simulator um and if it was a matter of like let's get a package out there that's available for these people they can they can buy it they can install all these dvds and they just they just play the game but like it still has to have cloud streamed data for the map yeah it so here here's what it says from the article from Ars Technica uh actually Ars Technica is one of my favorite uh sites to go to for like electronic news they're great um says after installing the game from those discs players will be encouraged to download update files to the simulation itself as well as stream copious amounts of cloud-based data like high-res satellite photos, geographic details, and live weather updates for an even higher level of realism. I have to say, all of that sounds sweet. Like, yeah. all of that sounds really awesome. Um, to, to 
basically be like, hey, I'm flying over my city and it's raining and it's raining in the game. Or, um, you know, like right now, it's going to be like 95 degrees for the next 10 days. And so I could be flying over my area and be like, wow, I'm burning to death in the cockpit too. So it, it adds a little bit later of realism, which I think is cool. Um, but it doesn't sound like you're not going to be able to play the game. Yeah. So like you install okay. and let's say you don't have a good internet connection or you don't have an internet connection at the moment, but you still want to play this game. It doesn't sound like it's going to stop you from from opening up the game and playing it. You're just not going to have those high res images streamed from the cloud. So I think that's pretty neat. Pretty cool. Like it says there that like uh, if you use the sim offline, you get a world that looks a lot better than Prepare 3D or X Plane, but you'll miss the full high def coverage of the world and all that good stuff. Um. Like it, it depends on the cloud to get to its full potential, but then they say that cock. That's I. I was gonna say that. I was. Gonna, I was cock gonna bring said that, up. that the boxed version makes it possible for people on a slower internet connection to get the sim installed without downloading the content. Yeah, so, and it and it does say including all that streamable data in a physical package would mean not just 10 DVDs, but thousands of DVDs. You know, that's something I don't think anybody really considers uh, with the cloud evolution of, of video games and really media in general, uh, is that we no longer have thousands to hundreds of thousands of physical DVDs that just don't get sold and and we don't have to produce them in the first place. And I, I know like digital is hasn't been good for consumer rights, but that is a pretty significant thing is that we have a ton of plastic and whatever the hell the metal is in DVDs. We don't have that being used anywhere near as much. Is it uh, aluminum? It aluminum? does it does say here. Uh, for users who may not have DVD drives in their PC towers these days, Koch said Aerosoft plans to offer a cheapo USB DVD drive through its online shop. Uh, huh. I got one under $20, and it works brilliantly, he says. So <laughs> they're, they're planning on offering to, to sell you a USB DVD drive? From aeroplane.com or whatever it is. Oh. That is amazing. Um, uh, you know, part of that, though, why don't, they just, why don't they just sell a flash drive? That's what I was thinking. I was like, why not just use a flash drive? That would be way easier than all of this. Um, and make it an encrypted drive or something like that. Maybe... Maybe DVDs are just that much cheaper to manufacture. They're like, we have thousands of DVDs laying <laughs> around our warehouse. Yeah, because they're dual-layer DVDs. So, like, they probably do have a whole bunch of raw materials from whenever they were still making 360 games, <laughs> like, just kind of sitting around. Yeah, and they're like, what are we going to do with this? And they're like, aeroplane. 
Uh, put put the put the flight simulator on her. Uh, yeah, let's, I, let's. I do like the reasoning for not putting it on Blu-ray though, which is that like, it, it, yo, you think you think nobody has a DVD drive? Nobody's ever had a Blu-ray drive. <laughs> my my roommate has a Blu-ray drive in his computer. That's the yeah, only the, person I. Well, no, I know two people. Another yeah, one of my roommates they're like, had one. There are like a hundred people in the entire world who bought an actual Blu-ray Blu-ray drive for their computer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I totally agree. Um, let's move on, and we're going to talk about the next one. I did not notice this because, as I said, on Friday, I I was away from my house. I don't have Discord or anything on my phone, so I just I, – I kind of – whenever I go on a trip, I kind of ignore my Discord. I ignore Skype, all of that. Why don't you have Discord on your phone? Like, honestly, it's probably better that you don't because, like – disconnecting is good for your brain but it, 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 i'm it's, just kind of surprised by that it's because years ago i had skype on my phone and i would constantly get messages from like different groups that i was in as notifications on my phone oh and and turn it off dog and i know you can turn that off but i don't like do I don't I just don't like having Discord or Skype or anything like that on my phone because like let's say there are uh certain places or certain places that I don't have muted like I'm not going to make the Reaton Entertainment Discord muted in case something is said that I need to pay attention to um but if I see those messages I have to look at them I I have kind of a a compulsion to always clear my messages. Same thing. The same thing with emails. I I don't like having unread emails. So, I will just compulsively look at it. And I would rather, if I'm with somebody, I'm I want to pay more attention to them and hang out with them, than pay attention to my phone. So I I purposely just don't add any messenger service like that on my phone. Fair. So. Yeah. Uh, so I don't have any of that, uh, but apparently it, would, it didn't matter. I could have had it, and uh, I, wanted, I would not have been able to use it. So it uh, Discord, <laughs> my favorite, is that so Cloudflare had an issue, and a bunch of sites went down, including oh, Discord. Oh, that's what happened. Including Discord and Down Detector. <laughs> So, uh, Down Detector, if you don't know what that is, that's a site you can go to to see if other websites are down. <laughs> and it went down. Um, and if, uh, Discord had a tweet, says users are currently having trouble disconnecting. Disconnecting to Discord? I think they meant connecting to Discord. Due to an <laughs> upstream internet issue, uh, we've got all engineers on deck investigating the issue. Um, the issue might also be affecting people who rely on Cloudflare to, for their DNS via its 1.1.1.1 service. Uh, if you use that, switching your ISP to Google service could help. Uh, I think there's I another wonder... one called OpenDNS, right? That's another one. Yeah, don't use them. Um, why, why not? Their own, who are they owned by? They're owned by some company that's like just as bad as Google, if not worse. Okay. Um, 
yeah, uh, don't don't use them. I do actually use Cloudflare as my default DNS on my router, um, but I have Google DNS as the backup just in case. That's uh, see, that's I... that's the way you're supposed to do it. You you have like don't rely on Cloudflare for both or or Google for both. Have one be the primary and one in like Cloudflare or Google be the secondary, whichever. Technically, one. I should be using OpenNIC. Uh, for one of them, but like OpenNIC has issues with some uh, some websites. It just doesn't have cached, so like they just don't work. Uh, mainly, mainly problems with, uh, when my wife tries to get on her private VPN for work. Uh, it'll just be like, I don't know what this website is. Fuck you. And yeah. nothing that anybody can do about it. But, uh, so what you were going to say something before we, we went off topic. Oh, um, yeah. I wonder, wonder then if that did cause problems with, or at least some problems with my home internet. I was going to say, what was, I don't know what I was going to say otherwise, but uh, um, I, whenever I first read this, like this just very much exemplifies the problem with having any one service that does what Cloudflare does, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause like so... if, if their services go down for any reason and it doesn't seem like, like they, like it, it, does, it doesn't seem like they, they did anything really wrong. It's just that a router did something stupid and yeah. they just didn't have the redundancy in place to, yeah, so deal let's, with let, we'll go over the tweets. Matt uh, Matthew Prince a is said on Twitter or somewhere, he said, a uh, router in Atlanta had an error that caused bad routes across our backbone. That resulted in a misrouted traffic to POPs that connect to our back, backbone. Uh, and then he gave another update that said, uh, Cloud, in a more detailed blog post, Cloudflare, Cloudflare explained that the configuration error and dispelled speculations that problems were the result of an attack. The outage itself apparently lasted for about 23 minutes. Uh, and Prince said in a tweet that the root problem was that we didn't have systems in place to keep them from causing a widespread issue. And he said that's a problem in leadership that I am more responsible for than the engineer who made the typo. So it sounds like there was just... Somebody set up a router, it was set up incorrectly, and uh, it caused an outage for 23 minutes. Honestly, we're both it IT guys. Worse. Yeah, we're both IT guys. Um, have, you ever, have you ever taken down a network? Uh, I have been worried that I did. I, uh, I have come close to doing so on multiple occasions and then caught myself, so... You know, it happens. Like definitely. I've I've taken I haven't taken I haven't taken down one for a long time, but sometimes you've gotta reboot a switch. So fuck it. So what oh, and, like and, and like, usually you send out an email and say that, but sometimes you gotta you gotta take down the network for a few minutes. And there there are products out there like that that's one of their big selling points is that it, it checks your work before you go and, and submit a change that's going to blow everything up so like like there's a reason that that has to exist and it's just because people are 
human and they fuck things up sometimes. Yeah. Though I agree that like there there should have been something in place to prevent this from happening. And right. normally that would be your change management processes, but change management isn't 100% effective either because all that has to be done by people. So yeah. So uh, he continued on saying that uh, even though he was more responsible, he did fire the engine. No. <laughs> uh, he, I, don't, I don't think that they're going to fire the guy. It was probably more like, don't ever do that again. Double check your work. Uh, I think I've told so that, this story And before. also that like management, like people in control should have done more to keep this from happening in the first yeah. place. Yeah. So... I've told you, uh, when I worked over at Sony, I wiped an entire hard drive once. Did I tell you about that? Well, I'm, I'm sure you did wipe a hard drive. Uh, yeah, but, but I wiped the wrong hard drive. I wiped a uh -oh. hard drive that was in somebody's computer. Uh-oh. So uh, the way that the game studio worked, uh, I, think, I, I don't think I'm breaking an NDA by just talking about this, but... It's not about sure. the game. It's about the, the, the environment. So I, I think I'm good. Um, you haven't worked there in, in how long now? Yeah, but NDAs for games um, technically go on forever. That's real. Huh? That's not real. I, I Yeah, so I, I had an NDA for the game, but it doesn't matter. Um, so they have, a, they have a C drive, and, they, and that's your boot drive. And then they have a D drive, and that's where all the game data lives. And the, the, the D drive is usually about 4 terabytes. They may have updated it to like 8 terabytes now with whatever new game that they're making at this point. But at the time, it was 4 terabytes. And we were upgrading a guy from a 4 terabyte spinning disk to a 4 terabyte solid state drive. And at the end of the day... Spoke with the guy. It was like, hey, man, we're going to be doing this. Um, and we ended up, what we would do is we would hook up the drive, the new drive, to a computer on the network. And then uh, go into, uh, use RoboCopy to go into their old drive and RoboCopy their data to the new drive. We come in in the morning before that person comes to work, hook oh, up the new drive. I remember this now. Yeah, we would hook up the new drive, and everything's golden. Everything's fine. It's seen as the D drive, and they have a brand new solid-state drive. If you use RoboCopy, and you forget the syntax, which the syntax is RoboCopy, source, destination. <laughs> if you do RoboCopy, destination, and then source, you wipe the drive. You wipe the, the old drive. Uh, so I may have ruined that guy's day <laughs> uh, yeah. by completely wiping his hard drive. So late at night at like 6 or 7 p.m. after I had gotten home, uh, we got emails that were like, hey, he can't log into Unreal for some reason. And we get there in the morning, and uh, my Phil's like, hey, have you checked your email? I was like, yeah, oh, let me check this. And I was like, oh. And so I go over to the, uh, the hard drive, or, or I go over to the computer where we were doing the RoboCopy, and the command prompt is still open, and we press up 
to see <laughs> what was typed, and I immediately look at it and go, ah, fuck. Uh, <laughs> those were my those were my exact words, and uh, it wasn't a good day. But you know, shit happens, and I wasn't let go because of it. Uh, it's just a learning experience, and I'm sure that the guy who messed up Cloudflare was he probably looked at what he did and was like ah fuck <laughs> and then his management was like yeah so uh you know never to do that again right and he's like yeah yeah i figured that out and <laughs> that's that's probably going to be the end of it he's never going to make that mistake again because he took down the entire network for 23 minutes uh and not just the entire network like all of discord <laughs> For 23 minutes which is amazing uh you have anything else to add on to the story before we move on uh no not really not besides like again cloudflare is too big um at this point and yeah. that's probably probably not a good thing someone in the comments said that uh google's dns along with level three, quad nine, and open DNS were all also affected because they uh they use Cloudflare, ironically enough, for some of their DNS resolution. That is amazing. Uh <laughs> so I, I the next story I know you're gonna be very, very sad about. You're gonna be very disappointed. The uh connect will not be available on the Xbox Series X. I mean, I I'd like to say that I'm disappointed or surprised, but like am I am I really? Nobody cares. No. Like, Nobody cares. It, when, Connect, when, yeah. when did they last make a Connect game? Like 2017 maybe? Maybe for like, like a dance game. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> like I, I'm sure that it was something where like it had voice activation or, or something like that because that's all they were doing with it by the by the end of it. Like, and they probably will just have that like built into a controller or something if they if they really want that again. But they don't. Well, and the, the fact of the matter is, uh, the, it says here the Connect hasn't even been produced since 2017. Oh, there there you go. Like, it, the the thing didn't work for games in terms of, like, doing the, the whole moving thing because there was too much latency. And the tech has already been rolled into HoloLens. Like, the only thing it was ever used for in games was, was voice activation. And even then, it was usually crowbarred in because Microsoft said that you have to put Kinect in this game. And, like... That's what we ended up with. That's why whichever Mass Effect that was that had that functionality had that functionality. Yeah. And it, it barely worked, and no one actually used it. Was it 3? So, Mass Effect 3? I think, I think it was 3. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then they had uh, Steel Battalion, which apparently yeah, was really bad. Yeah, that was a fucking absolute trash fire. Like the only good games for the Kinect were the dancing games. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um and, and and which is sad because there's so many things you could think of to do with something like a connect 
but it, the the real problem was the input latency. You yeah. can't do something with a video game that has a hundred milliseconds of input latency. No, like th that's just way too far beyond. You can get away with fifty. You can I I want to say that you can get away with with like eighty. I think is whenever the typical person starts to notice something, but like if you could get it down to fifty, no one would notice at all. And I wish that they would have pushed for that, but I get why they didn't. Because at the end of the day, like, it's another one of those accessories that, like, someone has to specifically target. And who's going to really do that? Especially whenever, especially now that, like, VR is such a big thing. Like, no one's going to bother with that because VR basically does everything the Kinect does, but better. Yeah. Um, so sadly, I, so here's the thing. I don't really give a shit that, you know, they're not going to have the connect. Right. Um, but I do think that if you have, cause like, what are they doing? They're targeting with, uh, backwards compatibility, pretty much all of the games that were in the Xbox one and Xbox one X, um, to be playable on the Xbox series X. So I would think, okay. If you have a, a Kinect, they used to sell a USB adapter for the Kinect. And it would I think be, they still do. Uh, it says here, um, Microsoft offered a USB adapter for the Xbox One edition of the Kinect uh, until 2018. I meant um, the, the, the PC one. I don't know if okay. you can still buy that or not. But that would, yes, that, like have uh, some sort of USB adapter for the Kinect. And have it plug into the Series X. So if you wanted to play Just Dance or the Star Wars game or something, whatever's released on it, um, that you would still have the ability to play it. I think I am kind of surprised they didn't they didn't do that because you'd think it'd just be a driver. Yeah, like or or something like that. Like if there if every other game and accessory is available, at least give consumers the option to play it you don't have to produce that many of those those adapters because nobody has the connect but it would have been nice to include that anyway uh let's move on to our last story oh that's a that's a game i played oh no i played that uh not this week i played it last week no i played it on tuesday i played halo 3 with uh with connor Played yeah, Halo I played. 3. I played it. I played it this week as well. It's. I didn't even think about really, it. It's really good. I had yeah. a lot of fun. Um, there were a couple things that happened. Like, I had. I think I. I posted on Twitter, and I. I at. I did it at Connor. I don't think I did it at you, but you may have seen it. Um, I shot the brute shot at somebody riding a mongoose, and I hit him like twice, and then like a couple seconds after I hit him, uh, he flew up in the air like 50 feet and died. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Um, so here, the Master Chief Collection has updated to Halo 3. Uh, it says, this is from Halo Waypoint. Yeah, Halo Waypoint. On uh, July 14th, Halo 3 joins Halo the Master Chief Collection, and we got some new features. Uh, Forge is now available for Halo Reach. Halo 2 Anniversary, and Halo 3. 
Halo Forge has been updated with new features, including object physics, rotation, uh, coordinate, snap, and precision precision edit tools. Uh, which I, Forge is a big thing for people, right? Like a lot of people like Forge. I, Forge is like what made Halo Three uh, for me in some ways back on on the Xbox. So, so you like it? Yeah, um, I, not, I think it's amazing. I'm not a huge fan, but I I think it's neat. Um, Halo Three and Halo Reach Forge palettes have been expanded with new objects and budget increases. They uh, used the wrong form of palette, I think. That's what they said. I think there's supposed to be an E at the end of of palette because they're, uh, they're talking about like using it as a paintbrush. Nope, nope. This is literally just wooden palettes. They have expanded <laughs> the amount of wooden palettes that are available. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Halo 3, Halo Reach, and Halo 2 Anniversary Forge tools have been updated with new toggle rotation axes. Um, feature, feature adding tog, toggleable axes. axes. Okay. Uh, rotation around world. Axis. Uh, okay, cool. Rotation around world and local <laughs> axes. Note, this is planned to be added to Halo 4 at a later date. Updated, no one cares. Yeah. Updated season unlock flow to feature nonlinear unlocks per page. And added season two featuring 30 new nameplates, 46 new H1 weapon, and 18 H1 vehicle skins. Challenges are now available to complete across all titles. Note, campaign challenges are currently not supported in Halo 4 spartan ops wait is halo 4 not for us yet oh this is this is talking about the xbox ver okay yeah it's it's both xbox version and the pc so they have upgraded uh the xbox and pc versions um let me see where i left off new spartan customization 3d model viewer for halo 3 updated skill rank backend for ranked matchmaking this resolved a long-standing rank reset issue and has required us to re reset all ranked playlists to one. Good. We can all start at level one now. Uh, are we going to start playing ranked Halo, Aroa? Uh, so I was just taking that as saying don't play Halo one or Halo ranked for a little while until all the people who are actually good at the game uh, go far away. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Um, highest lifetime rank is now displayed for rotational hoppers that are no longer available. What? I don't know what that means. Uh, I know, hey, I, I understand highest lifetime rank is like, okay, I was, the, I was highest rank of 34. But it says, rank is now available for rotational hoppers that are no longer available. Maybe that's saying like... I... Maybe, maybe. Oh, maybe it's it's talking about like like playlists that are on rotation, so like you can only play it for so long. And That's then... what I was thinking. Okay, yeah, yeah. So so people who will end up playing things that are outside of the normal like deathmatch or objective, they'll they'll like if they bring in like a a grift ball ranked section for some god awful reason that I play oh, I play that. Yeah, that you ended up getting pretty high. Uh, I don't like Griffball. Halo Reach and go. Halo 3 audio has been updated. Uh, new Arachnophobia skull for Halo 3. No, and... no. 
Acrophobia. Acrophobia. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm, a, I'm afraid of spiders, so that's my problem. Um, what is acrophobia? Is that is that? Uh, yeah, it's it's fear of heights. I'm not really afraid of heights, but I am afraid of falling. So, uh, I but but like I don't worry if I'm on top of a ladder or something. It like lets that. you fly around. That's pretty cool. That's that's pretty neat. Uh, and then the dual wield inversion has been added as a toggle for players who wish to disable the title from switching the primary fire weapon to your left hand while dual wielding in Halo 2 or 3. Have you dual wielded in in multiplayer? Yes. The Is button it awkward can... as fuck <laughs> for you? Yes. I it's weird to press both buttons. It's weird to me to press C to one pick up the second weapon, but then to hold C to reload the second weapon. Yeah. Uh it's 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 a little weird. It's a little strange. Uh, well, um, bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Well there that's why you gotta get bad. That's why you gotta get that red dragon mouse. Um, but no, that I, I showed. No, no, the one I showed. Oh, the the one you you showed that has a numpad on the right mouse button. It's so weird. <laughs> what the hell? And like, I it's it. I don't get it either. But I kind of want to buy it just because it's so goofy. Like thinking about it, I can see how you would use that. Yeah. And if anything, I actually, I actually might be more likely to use that than because like I can't really think about where all the buttons are on the side of this MMO mouse, but I might actually be able to think about it if I can look down and see where all the buttons are, and like only having only having nine of them instead of having twelve. I don't know. MMO That's curious. Well, MMO mouses are weird, uh, but they like, are. Yeah. So if you're wondering what we're talking about, there is a mouse by, I believe, a, a company called Red Dragon that the right mouse button is, it's basically shaped the same, but the top portion of the button ha literally has a number pad of one through nine of configurable buttons. Uh, and I believe when you're in, in most things, five is the right mouse click. Um, and then you can set up one through nine minus five, um, one through nine as like different commands in the game. So it's really weird because you would have to be using either your middle finger or your ring finger, which button or which finger do you use for your right click? I use my middle finger. See, I use my ring finger. Really? Yeah, and I keep my... Is it uh, because you have tiny baby hands? Yes. But also, um, I keep my, my, my middle finger on the mouse wheel. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah. I usually just move my index finger over to the mouse wheel if I need to do something with that. Oh, see, I, I like having all, all three fingers being used that, so. that's probably the the correct way of doing it kind of like how uh wasd is actually like an ineffective way of uh playing pc games you should really be doing esdf 
but no one that does that. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I see what you mean. Um, but yeah, that's that's the way I do. Anyway, I I I find the way people type and like have kind of taught themselves, even with proper type like typing lessons and stuff, people still type differently. I find that interesting. So well, it, uh, so it's it's like um, it's in a in a personal anecdote. Um, my brother and sister-in-law are both horrified at how I play WoW because uh, I use the number keys at the, in the top row for everything other than movement, obviously. Uh, and okay. that includes going all the way up to eight. So, like, I have, I have uh, hotkeys set for one through eight, and then I have shift uh, hotkeys for one through eight. Yeah, yeah, and... that, that's not, that makes sense. So you, so just to clarify for the audience, um, he uses one through eight for his main skills, and then he has another tab that he goes to, and the way he activates that tab is by holding shift, and then he right. can press one through eight to activate those secondary skills. So whereas my family members, uh, they do have some where they press shift or control or whatever to activate them but they don't go any further than like four maybe maybe three in in like for the most part and they have no idea how i play the game while reaching all the way across my keyboard and like it's it's just how i ended up teaching myself because that was pretty much the default control scheme and i didn't really know what i should do to change it so i just didn't so, so in Final Fantasy XI, I'm always whenever we talk about MMOs, I'm always going to bring that up because I played it the most. But in Final Fantasy XI, um, have you have you ever played it or seen somebody play it? Uh, not since watching like a trailer or something on a PS2 demo yeah. disc or something like so, that. So, so on PC, when you're using a keyboard, um, one through whatever didn't actually do anything. You had to hold control to bring up your macros and press one through eight. And you didn't have, like, in World of Warcraft, you didn't have those fancy little, like, places where you set your your keys or you set your abilities and then you pressed control one. No, you had to type it out (laughs) of this, of slash, like, ability and then what the ability name was and what you wanted, like what you wanted to do with it, it was amazing. Well, that that is how macros still work on in WoW. Well, I understand uh, you can do that, but no, that that is how macros work in WoW. You can't like, there's no G, there's no GUI for macros right. outside of just assigning the a button. Like you you make the macro and then you have to drag it down to a button. But like the yeah. actual making the macro, that you have to type out the bullshit commands and there's like no. There's no in-game syntax reference. You just have to know it for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And, like, if you were a black mage in Final Fantasy XI, my friend had... He had macros for changing clothes (laughs) mid-battle. Because one, like, robe that he would wear would be more effective for casting certain spells. So in order to cast his spell, he had a macro that would switch his clothes and then cast the spell. You know, straight up, that's pretty fucking cool that you can even do that. 
Yeah. And I, yeah. I guarantee you that if that was possible in WoW, people would definitely do that. You you can't change clothes in combat in WoW. Oh, like, oh yeah. That's a really cool idea. Um, yeah, it was it was just it was neat because you know, you you could do a lot with the macros. Um I had one somebody got mad because I I had a t uh, a thing to the party in my um in one of my uh macros cuz I had first I had just started playing the game so I didn't know what to do so I was telling the party I was doing something uh and he's like <laughs> you don't really need to tell the party that you're you're doing that specific ability and I was like okay and so I switched it to telling him directly that I was doing <laughs> it. I whispered him right before I did the ability every time for a while and he he was not happy uh I, anyway. I I had macros for a little while that uh, whenever I would do specific abilities, they would slash yell something every time. Or Well, not every time. I eventually figured out how to make it do it randomly, but for a little while it was every time. But even then, that annoyed people around me. Because like, one of my main AoE abilities uh, involved me spinning around. And so yeah. every once in a while, they would go, SPIN! Because... <laughs> All I do is reference other people in my humor. But. So, let's talk about... Uh, let's go back to Halo real quick. Uh, the game install size is fucking huge. Yeah, you know what's really fucking annoying is whenever you have it uninstalled and you need to reinstall it, yep. you don't get to pick which games get installed. Yeah. So you have to download the full 100 gigabyte install package instead of just the multiplayer. Yeah, it's saying here, uh, and, and you know what? I don't care. Uh, I have enough room that I'm fine with it, but I understand. I don't. Are, that's what I was going to say. I understand that people don't have enough room that they might <laughs> get a, a little frustrated. I have a gig SSD, and I can't tolerate this. Get a, just get a bigger. No. Get a, a second, lot. Get a four terabyte spinning disk and link the two together. <laughs> with like primo so I, cash or something like that and then you'll be fine so I, I i have a home server that i am now using as a game cache so that whenever i need to offload games that are too big i just copy them over there and then i delete them off my local drive and I'll, okay i'll bring them back later so uh it says here mcc owners will receive a 20.84 gigabyte update with the full install being 93.15 gigabytes. Um, Steam, do, 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 it just says that MCC owners will have a 17.6 gigabyte update um, with Halo Reach, Combat Evolved, Halo 2 Anniversary, and Halo 3 being around 124.5 gigs uh, while installed. And then the Xbox received a 23.38 giga good games update while <laughs> yeah. the full install being 120 good points. There are so many typos in <laughs> in all of these articles. Uh it's it's it says here 23.38 ggs update. Ah <laughs> uh, so and then there are some community issues which have been solved. We're not going to go through all of them. Um, how are you liking before we end this? How did you like Halo Three? Did you did you find it to play pretty well? Um, yeah, 
like I, I had to I had to reset my aim sensitivity, but uh, once that was done, like yeah, it felt really good, and it was it was cool to go back to the longest length of time I ever spent playing a shooter like that. Um, yeah, felt really fairly good and it was really and, cool and i have another question and it's, it's very serious. why didn't you play with connor and me i didn't even know you guys were playing we played on tuesday and uh tuesday I, yeah i think he he tweeted me to play uh, so um uh, check your I, twitter i don't remember which day it was that we played okay but it was right it was right after i got done bitching at john for uh for hanging out with people in person uh, with Yuck. there being a pandemic. I mean, I've hung out with people in person, but these are people that I know don't have the the virus, and I haven't been like going. Well, you out. haven't been, yeah, you haven't been going out or anything because you're unemployed. Right. This dude yeah. works at a fucking mental hospital. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> like the people I've been hanging out with are like uh, my friend Durga, and then. Um, my friend Ruggish Bard, and that's that's it. I have gone to my sister's house and had dinner, um, but I think she's been tested and she doesn't have it because she works at a hospital. So um, that that could be bad, but my area is also very small, so we've only had like three cases of COVID yeah. all together. Um, but it's. There, there have been a bunch of people in a, in a couple towns over that have got COVID. Um, but Oregon's also handling COVID very well because, you know, our numbers are, are some of the lowest in the nation because our our government has done, our, our, our local government has done very well. And um, did you, before we go, did you hear about the uh, Portland stuff that happened over the weekend? Or oh, during the week. Yes, I've heard about the Gestapo coming to Portland. Yeah, and and my governor was like, "Yeah, we want those federal forces not in Oregon." And so they're suing the government. They're suing the federal government to get them out. Yeah, it's ironic to me that it's uh it's conservatives who support uh, this man who is ostensibly doing exactly what conservatives hate, which is, uh, you know, abusing powers of the federal government. Uh, that's what that's what fascism is. This is yeah, you know, you you uh you fucking you fucking uh, conservative dudes are supposed to be, you know, against fascism, but you know, at the same time, you want to criminalize Antifa, which, you know, literally stands for anti-fascism, but, you know, it's, it's fine, it's fine, whatever, you know? Yeah. You're, you're gonna eat the, the shit that you, that you laid, you know? That's, that's how, that's how it goes. Yeah. So, anyway, um, we will be playing Halo, probably, I don't know if I'm gonna be playing it with Aroa or with Connor, but I'm assuming we're all gonna be playing it regularly, uh, and so you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash read, and you can follow Aroa at Twitch at, what is it? It is Aroa1337 on there? It is 1337 on Twitch. Yeah. Because just Aroa was not long enough. So uh, I assume he will be playing that on, on Twitch. If not, he'll probably be playing WoW because he has uh, bad choices. I, I am also 
planning on, I, I will either start playing a visual novel on Twitch, or I will start playing Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne on Twitch. Do it. Yeah, that game's uh, fucking hard, but do it. I, 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 I am strongly considering it because I keep getting recommended so many Nocturne memes on YouTube, and I'm like, you know what? Fine. If that's what the world wants me to do, then I will play Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne. I have... I have a hacked PS2 now. I might as fucking well. So. Yeah, or you could use the the PSSX2 or whatever. I could use but... an emulator, yes, but that's not the that's not the right experience. It's, my, it's a lie. My friend is playing a game called Murder by Numbers, and the last thing I'm going to say today is she sent me a screenshot that says, "Of course, anyone who's serious about quality like me." Adopted Laserdisc for all their home video needs. <laughs> uh, so with that, thank you for listening. We will be back next week with some more exciting news. Thank you for being here, Aroa. No problem. Goodbye. Oh, shit.